Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another edition, season two of your No Wood Nichols podcast. I'm your host, AC, Mr. Cooler Than Fan, bringing it to you live one time for your mind. I'm here with a special guest. Um, he's a future acclaimed author right. slash playwright, a brother I've met that's done great legit business and a great mind, I believe, and I hope you all perceive him the same way. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce you all to Benshi Noble. Appreciate you. Welcome, Benshi, to the No Wood Nichols Podcast, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Good uh, to be here. I, normally, I do the interviewing, but today I've been told that it's a specialty. I'm actually going to get interviewed as well. So without further ado, brother, fire away. All right. It's my first interview, too. So let me just uh, see where this goes. Tell me about No Wood and Nichols. Alright, no wood nickels is a word that was spoke to me by my mother when I was incarcerated. Before I hung up with her, she always would say, I love you, baby. Don't take no wood nickels while you're in there. Mm-hmm. So that to me says, don't let nobody play me, don't let nobody get over on me. And that just could be extended to the whole world. Just don't let nobody take advantage of you, get over on you, right. and play you. And right. that's what this system is built on. So at this point I'm spreading the message that it's just no more wood nickels. I like that. It's original. Definitely. So uh, what do you want to do with that? What kind of company or brand? What are we talking about? Uh, overall, it's a, it's a media conglomerate consisting of a radio station, which I have. It's called Run of the Mill Radio. Okay. Then I have a, a future television station that I'm going to come up with. It's called POV TV, Point of View Television. Mm-hmm. And No Wood Nichols would be the journalistic side of it, the actual media concept of just talking about the eels and the wheels of life and the different ways that we can actually overcome those uh, travails that in which we may encounter. Right, right. So, uh, you told me uh, earlier that you got caught up in the system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the dragnet, man. The system is meant to disable you from becoming a productive member of this society. Mm -hmm. This society is built on oppression. And I definitely was caught up in it just like so many of my brothers and sisters, you know. So um, What led to that? What led to that? Uh, drugs, you know, selling drugs, robbing people, stealing stuff. Just whatever I can do to be the most horrible individual I could be. I definitely worked hard at it, you know. <laughs> I worked very hard at being bad, right. you know. I worked hard at being bad. So that's why I worked so hard at being good now. Gotcha. Because of everything gotcha. that I went through early. It showed me that if I could survive that then it must be a purpose for me here. You know, I know you deal with like, with like mental health and psychology right. and everything. I've been an individual who wanted to kill myself, who's attempted it, who's taken pills, and I'm still here. Right. So it's a reason I'm here. You understand? So for that purpose right there, I have to do something with it. Can't waste it. Right, right. Now you definitely have some uh, amazing interpersonal skills. Uh, I think you need to lean on that. Cause this, that's a gift. That's a gift. You can have a lot of things working for yourself, a lot of things lined up, a lot of things in your favor. But without those skills, you're not gonna relate to people. You're talking about making money. That's a social process. Correct. That's a transaction. Got to learn how to how to relate to people, and you do that really well. It's a great thing. I'm an empath. I can feel when people feeling. You know, I can feel when people feeling. So when I feel what you're feeling. My thing is always to try to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. For everybody around me, just feel better. Because I'm going to feel good because I'm a self-starter. A lot right. of people aren't self-starters. Some people need that kick in the ass to get motivated. 
I don't need that. I know how to kick myself in the ass and get motivated and just jump onto it, whatever the task is. You know, procrastination is a part of the nation, but at the same time, you can always, once you start a project, at least it started. Right, right. You know? That's the hardest part. Yeah, the, the main thing is, your project is a beginning and an end. Your project one day will end. The project that is you. Mm-hmm. So what you do between your beginning and your end is up to you. It's facts. Facts. What you got for me? Come on, I like it. This right here. So we get a lot of uh, depictions of prison life, you know, in uh, the media, like TV, mm-hmm. uh, movies. What haven't people seen in mainstream media? <sighs> and I've seen some prison movies and stuff. So I think the one thing they're missing is the dehumanization mm-hmm. concept of what goes on when the lights are off or when you're alone when that inmate is alone and he hasn't received mail in forever not realizing how many bridges he's burnt or she's burnt prior to entering that situation they're in mm-hmm. and you can't even though you might have changed yourself because you're in that situation the people on the outside are still hurting from whatever your actions were right so the dehumanization comes from when the system sees that you have nobody or nothing and you're fully dependent on the system. Yeah, you're disregarded. You're, you're, you're human scrap. They feed us the worst possible diet that anybody can eat in, in the world with full of soy and GMOs mm-hmm. and everything else. The medical health system is is nil. You know, they, they got students from um, NC State practicing surgeries on people you know, this is the dehumanization right. of it all. Just right. total dehumanization, man. You're not a human anymore once you become a number. You know, luckily, I only had to do a few days in county. The craziest thing to me was, you know, taking a shit with another man. Right next to you. You know, that's... Yeah, man. I mean... I know that's a really small thing, but that just... That's huge. That's huge because that's something you consider a personal thing. Right. Something that you do. But no, not there. Not there. You, and you in that little cell... And you can't help but smell it, so just imagine. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't supposed to be like that. Hey, no disrespect to anybody from Pakistan. I love Pakistans or Pakistanis. But I had a roommate, man, and he was Muslim. And when he would shit, it was the worst mm. smelling thing ever. And I know y'all use your hand to wipe, right? Make sure I ain't tripping. I think y'all use your hand. <laughs> because uh, he was using his hand. He was saying that's what they do. So <laughs> I, I'm not being disrespectful here. I man. love all. I hope all love me. But the brother was doing some weird stuff, man. I, maybe it's weird to me because it's not my culture. So I, I state that as weird. Yeah. You told me you were currently reading Napoleon Hill. Yeah. It's called Outwitting the Devil. Outwitting the Devil. Yeah. I remember you said something else. You were saying something else, but it was basically the same thing, though. It was something about the devil, but you said another word. I was like, no, I don't think that's it. But it was right there at it, though. It's called Outwitting the Devil. Right, right. Yeah, you know, and the devil come in many forms. And most time I tell anybody they want to see their devil, look in the mirror. Right. You want to see your God, look in the mirror. You know, everything begins and starts with you. You are the nexus point of the good and the bad that occurs in your life. Period. Yeah, those are spirits, but we the ones that do the work behind. Correct. Them. Correct. That's real. I'm reading your book too, though. Yeah. The play. I'm reading the play right now called Rigor. Just okay. I mean, he interviewed me, y'all, but I still gotta let them know, like, the man is a playwright and an author, and he's got how many books you got right now? got three three books got and three what's the right titles now. of them i have uh the miseducation of a negro psych major mm-hmm. i have uh, petty thoughts okay and uh the rigor 
The one that you're reading right now. The rigor, yeah. Okay, okay. Like two of those are stage plays. The miseducation is more of a almost a satire piece. A satire piece is yeah. it, is it autobiographical? Is uh, it autobiographical? Somewhat, but it's, it's really more of a joke. Like the whole premise behind that one is that uh, you got a student at an HBCU. Okay. He has a white professor. He he doesn't feel is you know taking the class serious enough. So he had an assignment to do a three-page paper. Okay. And two weeks to do it. He decided to, you know, prove a point, put out a whole book. Oh. So okay, instead okay. of handing her three pages, you know, that two weeks later, gave it a book, said, This is what you want right here. Well, basically, we over here teaching ourselves, you know? So, so the message, don't, don't, do you want to tell the message of the book? Well... No. There, Tell them where to get the book from. Tell them where they can get the book from, man. Tell them where Put their own meaning out of it. Right. I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. But, uh, yeah, everything is on Amazon right now. Amazon. Um, if you look up Benshi Noble, that's my pen name. How you spell it? That's B-E-N-S-H-I Noble. Spell like Noble. N-O-B-L-E, my people. Yeah. N-O-B-L-E. Please support the movement because what will happen is you're actually get something out of it yourself you think you're going to do him a favor and purchase his item but you're actually going to purchase something that can enlighten you help you grow help you learn a little bit more figure out some other stuff in your life you that's understand what, what i'm saying that's what i'm hoping i've come across so much in my studies now that i really wish that i had known or appreciated when i was younger you're still in school right now though right i am i am i took the, the long road i graduated in 2000 from high school okay uh, started at the tech in 2003. Mm -hmm. Took me four years to complete that two-year degree. Okay. And when I did, I, you know, pretty much already lost my passion for it. And what was that degree in? That was psychology. That was psychology. So you going and now? You gonna go back to do your bachelor? It took now. me 15 years to go back. Okay. Well, it's a process, man. They call us process. adult learners. Yeah, that's what they call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's good though. Some adults are already stuck in one mode and they not even trying to do nothing, bro. And on the backside, look at you. Still seeing evolution is possible, growth is possible, you know, change really, is possible. I really feel like uh, Amos Wilson. He's a, um, I think he's had a doctorate in maybe African American history or something. Maybe might have been psychology. But either way, his whole idea is that uh, psychology should be a foundation for any type of serious progress for the black community. Mm -hmm. Because especially right now with the power of the media. Folks just are unaware of the conditioning and complexes that we're falling victim to. Mm. So if you're not aware of what's going on, how can you avoid it? If you don't even know it exists. I'll give you one example, uh, like an inferiority complex. Mm. Uh, you know, i am got nothing against interracial dating. But you'll oftentimes see, you know, black guys who can do better than the, mm -hmm. the white women that we see them with. Right. It's because they got an inferiority complex. That by being with a white woman, they feel that they're a better statue, period. doesn't matter if she fits the guidelines of the the look that he wants. Just her skin alone says, right. and black I'm better women off. Do it too. It's, we, we date down when we date out. Oh. You know? Like I said, that's the red bird, blue bird concept I was talking to you about. I'm telling you, it's, and it's so deep. A couple of days ago, I was uh, editing a project. And you're supposed to capitalize white and black when you put it in front of, you know, a person. person. My natural inclination was to capitalize white. 
and keep black lowercase. Wow. That's how deep the conditioning is. You yeah, know what I'm because, saying? But in my mind, I don't really think we black anyway. You understand? I don't believe we African American. I don't believe we Negro. I don't believe we none of that, right? What are we? I don't know. I don't know what we are, right? I don't want to classify as humans or anything that they don't gave us as a descriptive point to who you are has to be whitewashed. And it's okay to say you don't know. It, it, I mean, that's one I thing that people yeah. have to understand. It's okay to say you don't know. Because if you're only regurgitating what somebody else told you that you are, do you really know what you are? Yeah, you're just a parrot. You understand? It's parrot and everything you hear. They told us about male and female. They told us about high, low, on, off. They gave us our language. This is not a language that we're communicating with right now. But how many original thoughts do you really have? You understand? You know? Yeah. So that's where I'm at with I don't know nothing about nothing. That's why I'm out here exploring with everybody. Oh, he just got me. Yep, just got me. I got stunned by a bee. We out here at High Rock Lake. It's dope, though. I ain't mad at it. I got to deal with it. It got me, though. It got me, y'all. <laughs> what I do? But anyway. Nah, but when you think about the whole color-coded system, it's really a childish thing. And they have us at the bottom of every scale. You got black. You're going to lighten up a little bit, so you go brown. Mm -hmm. Then you got red. Mm-hmm. Then you got yellow mm -hmm. with the Asians, right? Which is supposed to be the model minority, is what they call them. The model minority. And then you got the white people at top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's a it's a childish system, but that's that's a totem pole that we've been working with for a long time. Facts, facts, facts. These are just made up things. Red so, men, black men, uh, yellow people. I mean, what anything. are we really talking about? We're not you know? talking about any of what that. Are we talking about not in real life, not as life. So listen, this is what we're gonna do, y'all. We're gonna pause this interview for a moment because I think we're getting attacked by bees at this right. point. So we out of here. Peace.